Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is not here today, but will be rejoining us very soon. They called me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. And we've got a heck of a lot of strange news for you here this evening, folks. Uh, one of the things that you might know, uh, peek behind the scenes, is that all of us, uh, when we record these shows, we often hang out a little bit beforehand. And we talk about different things. We get kind of a, what would you call it, Matt? A vibe check? Do we do a yeah. vibe check? Would you say that? Yeah, we vibe check ourselves and each other. And then we hit record. It's great. <laughs> well, usually Doc Holiday hits record and waits for us to finish. Yeah. Our crap. And Are y'all done talking? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think when she gets done with us uh, and, and Paul Mission Control as well, when they get done with us, uh, they'll say, Are you guys going to record? <laughs> so, Everybody ready? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the diplomatic way of saying it. And so we are coming to you from across. Uh, the globe, literally, we are all three recording in uh, different locations around the world. And we, Man, yeah, I'm just at home, okay? That's <laughs> in the world. <laughs> That's in the world. All right. <laughs> all right. So, um, Matt, maybe we start off with this uh, update on a previous strange news piece we explored. The FDA has confirmed an earlier story that 
we talked about that you brought up not too long ago. It's about eye drops. Oh, yeah. There were some dangerous eye drops out there that were they were causing some serious damage to people's eyes, including several people that lost the ability to see. Uh, and I think, was there death even involved in one or two of those cases? There were, uh, they were comorbid factors or uh, comorbid factors. Excuse Got me. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was the primary concern for the eye drops back then in January of this year, when this initial like warning about certain eye drops came out was that there could develop within the bottles itself, a bacterial infection because some of these products, they didn't have stuff in there that would prevent that bacterial infection. Like, let's say you take the top off and mm -hmm. you accidentally rub it against your skin or against something else in the environment, just the tip, right? Like a sewer grate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or, well, you're often using eye drops in a bathroom. That's one of the main places where they're kept. And so people need to turn. They dump put in those the, things. You got to put the <laughs> lid down before you flush. <laughs> that's it <laughs> but you know people also use the restroom or do other things and then don't wash their hands immediately sure. and you can stuff gets on things mm -hmm. and in this case if you have this preservative free type of eye drops product then it could potentially get a bacterial infection inside the thing then you put those drops in your eye the bacteria is now inside your eyeball and that's when it gets really bad mm -hmm. well then the fda has now enhanced what they've been saying and their warnings about this. Yes, the FDA has confirmed stuff the CDC was saying not too long ago. Uh, the FDA, as you said, updated their list of over-the-counter eye drops that you should not purchase or use. And this comes on the heels of an earlier warning right before Halloween when everything gets a little spoopy, as they say, mm -hmm. warning consumers not to purchase more than 26 over-the-counter eyedrop products due to exactly what you're describing, the potential, this is a quote from FDA.gov, which you can read, uh, freely available online as long as our tax dollars work for something <laughs> other than war, whatever. I walked down the street for that one. I'm not mad at it. Uh, the Potential risk, quote, of eye infections that could result in partial vision loss or blindness, end quote. How ironic, right, that eye drops could lead to blindness. Yeah. They name a lot of things, but you know what? Going back to something you pointed out just last week, um, they name a couple of you know, local pharmacies slash convenience stores that are no longer going to be around in your neighborhood, folks. Mm -mm. No, they're not. The reason why this is so dangerous, y'all, is because your body has all kinds of, def of defenses on it, right? Like, God, it's weird to think about. Your nose hairs, those are like soldiers. They are protecting you at all times when you're breathing through your nose. Isn't it? I know that's strange. Is that too strange, man? <laughs> Ooh, your eyelashes too. Your yeah. the the hairs in your ears, you know. Well, like in your skin itself, and just even your stomach and your like, you've got pretty awesome natural defenses against most things. Your eyes, though, 
those things are dang vulnerable. And when you're putting something directly into your eye, it's 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 like uh, sneaking past your body's defenses if there's anything bad in it. Mm-hmm. Why it's so dangerous. Um, oh, and this was the other thing. The FDA found that there were there were non-sterile practices happening at the manufacturers that were making these eye drops, by the way. That's mm-hmm. like one of the primary reasons. It wasn't a user error thing where uh, previously in January, it was thought that an individual who purchased one of these eye drops would then, you know, contaminate the bottle in some way, then use the eye drops on themselves. The FDA is saying, no, after we looked at some of these manufacturing facilities, they are not sterile and (laughs) they're doing dangerous stuff with the stuff that's going in your eyes. In your eyes. So the (laughs) FDA has, has officially joined with the CDC in warning people about these things. Now, obviously, folks, we are not saying that all eye drops are bad. If you are listening to this show right now and you are, for one reason or another, attempting to get something like Visine to take the redness out of your eyes, again, why would you need that? One reason or another, <laughs> perhaps your hay fever or what have you, uh, then what what you need to know is that the the things that are listed in these warnings are not all eye drops of course hashtag not all eye drops or whatever yeah but you should be careful of things that are loosely marketed under the following brands this is not us taking shots this is the f <laughs> this is the fda cvs health leader rugby right aid Target Up and Up, which I didn't know is a thing, and Velocity Pharma. Target Up and Up, though, I've never tried it. I'm sad about it because it sounds like something that would be classic me, dude. Eye drops that also have some sort of caffeine in them. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just keeping it positive like twice, you know? Yeah, yeah, up and yeah. Up. What's better than up once? Up twice. Yeah. Um, and there's a full list you can find at FDA.gov. You can search this out. There are a lot of different ones. So some some of the eye drops are most of them look to be just lubricating eye drops, like rewetting drops for contacts and that kind Irritation, of thing. Irritation, dry eye relief. So, yeah, so but they've so. got all they've got all that stuff. So just be aware it's not you know just one type. As Ben said, there's a lot. So do look uh, at that list before you use any eye drops, please. And we're fully aware that it sounds kind of weird for us to say, hey, make sure you look carefully at the eye drop ingredients while your eyes are irritated. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's worth it. I think that's why we keep going, keep going back with this. You know, the, the bacteria there is, it is real. And it goes back to an earlier episode we did on the rise of the superbug, which mm-hmm. is, which is an, an unfortunate statistical truth. It's Matt. It's the kind of thing people are going to look back on, and uh, they're going to say that we quote unquote predicted it. We did not. The statistics are there. Antibiotics are widely misused, such that they are creating antibiotic resistant bacteria, and. Uh, our specific antagonist in this case is something called Pseudomonas aeruginosa. 
Give me like a um, a good uh, dramatic sound cue on that one. There you got to go. say it again. You got to say it again. Now give me a real seductive vibe there. Oh, Alexa. you want like a quiet sword? <laughs> no, it's not funny. People are going blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm sorry i'm so uh, out of it i'm sorry guys oh no i'm out i'm out of it too and we can only hope we can because guys our producer alexis does not talk to us while we're nope. recording we'll occasionally get an lmao in the chat or uh <laughs> <laughs> she legit just looks out at the ocean and then just like pretends we're not here <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so Please do take that under advisement. Oh, we got a we got a note in the chat, Matt. Uh, oh, we got an LA. Hey, we did it. <laughs> oh, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Thank you, thank you, Doc. Thank you, Codename Doc Holiday. Uh, with that, uh, I propose that we move for uh, what do you think? A little bit of an ad break, maybe. Oh yeah, let's uh, sell some of these eye drops. What a perfect time. For an Illumination Global Unlimited ad. I know. Are you tired of seeing clearly? <laughs> the, all the news. It's being. It's about being overwhelmed by all the yes. news. <laughs> Our eye drops will take it away from you. Looking at the state of the world, have you seen enough? <laughs> That's it. Keep the whole thing. Let's just keep the whole thing. Now it's the ad break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details.
are back and we are jumping to more terribly exciting positive somewhat news Ooh. from the real estate world real estate, estate world real estate. oh it's so magnificent out here in real estate land everybody uh, just selling houses Mm. raising interest <laughs> on racking all levels yeah, yeah dude racking up brokerage fees uh it's crazy good out here selling mm. these houses it I'm feels so good, good. <laughs> yeah we don't sell houses there is a, a terribly just crazy fascinating thing going on right now by the way we're not we i wasn't going to mention this but yeah. i'm sure you saw the news too the Biden administration is putting together a dozens and dozens, I think it's like $40 billion in a fund to incentivize uh, companies to change large businesses, commercial real estate into housing development units. It was a huge fund that the Biden administration just put out $40 billion. And we just talked about this like pretty mm -hmm. recently that that's mm -hmm. the next thing that was going to happen. Yeah. And it's happening. Yeah, because uh, as we all know, commercial real estate and the various Venn diagrams of financial commitment to it are the primary reason that corporate overlords are forcing people back into office spaces, right? Yeah, it's just crazy that it's happening. It makes sense. All of these huge buildings in whatever city you're in are going to be filled with human beings, probably paying way too much rent for whatever tiny apartment they're living in. It'd be cool if they also had some green space on the rooftops. But uh, as Twitter says, we're not ready for that conversation. Dude, I've got a proposal for all of us here. Mm. Uh, and maybe we can start some kind of crowdfunding thing Yeah, to buy... One of the biggest buildings, I don't care which city it's in, okay. turn the entire thing into one of those vertical farms that was mm. talked about so much in the early 2000s and mm. how it could be incredible to, you know, literally do the hydroponic farming thing from the, from the very top to the very bottom, mm -hmm. running the water through it and reusing it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I think we can, we can do this. Also, I will back you up on that. And what if we, what if we not only get a vertical one, but yeah. we go horizontal huh? uh, and we get uh, we get some neighborhoods and we I don't know. We're just both. We're all trying to save the world, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and and thankfully, this story is a little bit of good news because yes, uh, because it, it appears that. OK, let's set the axiom here. Let me let me alley-oop you on this. Let me set you up for this one, Matt. Um, we can all agree no matter what your thing is ideologically, however, uh, you know, however you find yourself in the world, we can all agree that there was some free going on for quite a while in U.S. real estate, in Western real estate, in real estate in general, going back to the idea of ancient civilization. Who owns land? Who should? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and for anyone looking from the outside in at the housing market in the United States, the one thing, there are a couple things you notice. One is like, what is the interest rate? How much does it cost to borrow the giant amount of money it, it takes to purchase a home? Like, and how much money do you have to pay the bank for borrowing that money? Right. And the second thing is just what is the general price of that housing unit when you buy it? Because those two things have been just 
going up and up and up and up and up. Mostly the housing price has been going crazy up. The interest rate went way down, right? When the crisis, almost to zero, then it's now shooting way back up. 2007, 2008 in the United States. Exactly. The thing people don't know until you've, you've tried to buy a house or sell a house in the United States, you don't know about a thing called closing costs. And mm. that is a weird little thing that kind of just gets talked around when you're in the process of selling or buying your house. And then right around the time when you're about to finish the whole process, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, uh, you know, they're, they're saying that they're going to take on all the closing costs or, oh, they're requesting that you pay an extra 5000 in closing costs. And you're like, what? How? Uh, you don't have to worry about it. It just gets worked into all the other stuff. You're like, okay, all right, <laughs> oh, fine. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? Like the way it's talked about for, for at least this, look, this is my experience, everybody, mm. but it kind of just gets talked around this closing cost thing. And what does that mean? What the heck are those prices? those extra things that is money that goes specifically to a broker, which is a person that helped a seller sell their home. So that is the realtor that is working on the behalf of the buyer. Does that make sense? Yes. The realtor on working on behalf of the buyer gets a fee. Sounds a little like a grift or like potential for a grift. Well, it makes sense that person's doing a job, right? That person is, you know, letting their client into the house, talking up the house, convincing them that this is the one they need to buy. And in a way, they are helping you sell your house as a seller. But it doesn't mean they should get 6% of the home sale price. Wait, so Matt, you're saying, for instance, if a home is worth, just for sake of argument, if a home is worth $60,000, you know, 6% of that. Right, right. Okay, no, okay. All right, no. for the sake of realistic <laughs> argument, if a home is worth $600,000, that's a lot of money still. If if a home is worth $400,000, which is close to the median home sure. price right now, mm-hmm. uh, 6% is 24000 bucks. U.S. dollars? Yes. Do they take Ben bucks? No. Then so get them out. So to even talk about this, mm-hmm. we just have to make everybody aware. 6% of $400,000 is $24,000. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really important. Okay. Which is a yearly income for many people. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, so here's our story. U.S. jury finds realtors liable for inflating commissions and awards 1.78 billion with a B damages. First of all, somebody is found liable for doing something wrong and they have to pay in the billions? I think that might be the second time this year we've heard that. My goodness. <laughs> second time we got in the news. Uh, so so uh, this is, as you said, Matt, this is the National Association of Realtors. The so NRA. The other NRA. No, it's, it's, the, it's the N. N-A. No, yeah, National Realtors Association. Or is it the, hold on, hold on a second. It's the NAR. NAR, okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, the NRA is not going to get in that much trouble here in the U.S. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, so the NAR is paying out these damages. Could could you tell us a little bit about how that 
is distributed? Does that go to? It's become a class action situation. So pretty oh, much so anyone to the lawyers. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much anyone who was affected by these specific home sales in these specific states that we're going to get to in a second will be able to get paid back basically for the exorbitant amount of money that they were going to be charged for selling their home. Because again, this these are home sellers, not home buyers that mm-hmm. are going to get money from the National mm-hmm. Realtors Association or National Association of Realtors. Um And I'm just going to read this right here. It says they're having to pay that money in damages, quote, for conspiring, uh uh-oh, to artificially inflate commissions for home sales. And the verdict followed a two-week trial, and the damages award, that $1.78 billion, Mm -hmm. can be tripled under U.S. antitrust laws to more than $5.3 billion. Oh, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you love it. Love to hear it. I do love it. Oh, so let me actually give you the details here. Uh, let me read a little bit more of this Reuters article, by the way, that you can read right now, published on October 31st on Halloween. It says, quote, broker compensation in the U.S. has typically been about 5% to 6% of a home's sale price, with about half paid to a buyer's broker. Home sellers complained that this model suppressed competition by keeping commissions for buyer brokers in the 25 to 3% range, despite the broker's diminishing role, with many buyers able to find homes independently online. Now, this is a major, major thing here, right? When, in my experience, when I was looking for a home, I went, I used Zillow and Redfin and all of these companies that you can now just search for a house. And a ton of those will let you walk into a house. You walk up to it with your phone, you put a code in through the app and you just go tour the house and you're like, oh, dang, this one looks right for me. And even if that's how you do it and you still have some kind of real estate, you know, agency associated with the purchase of that house. It sounds like they were being paid. Um, The sellers said the arrangement had quote, severe anti-competitive effects and made quote, no economic sense except for the buyer broker. Um, I don't know. There's more to this story. Maybe there's more than I even understand currently Ben. Um, Is there anything else we need to think about here? Well, we do have to point out that, people who are working as real estate brokers are not automatically criminals. Oh, no. You know, they're not, uh, these folks are not bad people. They are making a living. And as you said, Matt, they're doing a solid job. However, if there is systemic corruption and our favorite C word, because folks, we, all of us on stuff they don't want you to know, we do get alerts when a case involving conspiracy goes goes to court what we can argue is that this is an accelerating this is indicative of the acceleration toward a service society rather than an ownership society it is matt you and i have talked about this off air plenty of times it is increasingly difficult for people to reasonably afford a house and and this is part of it, you know, like now even people who are selling houses are to a degree getting ripped off. It's getting tough all around, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think so. 
I'm learning more about this as we go, Ben. I, I've got to bring some of this information I'm finding on Axios to the table here. Hmm. Um, they've got some great reporting written by Jacob Knutson, K-N-U-T-S-O-N. Um, he writes, at the heart of the lawsuit is the broker commissions or the fees paid by home sellers to brokers for executing transactions or providing other services, like scheduling property showings, what we've already talked about, um, which are generally factored into the listing price of a home. Now, Specifically at issue is the seller's fee payments to the buyer's realtor, which are in part governed governed by this thing called the clear cooperation rule. That's something that the National Association of Realtors has. Okay. Which again is NAR, not NRA. <laughs> yes. Save sorry. yourself the folks. <laughs> NRA too. Realtors strike back. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to keep going on going here. And these are directly Jacob's words. Thank you, Jacob, for writing these. Uh, the rule requires sellers to include a fee offer to the buyer's agent when listing a home. The fee offer is visible to the buyer's agent, but prospective buyers usually don't get to see those. So you, as the person who wants to buy your first home or whatever it is, you don't get to know how much your agent or whoever you're working with is going to get paid for purchasing that specific home. Because this is an audio podcast, we should let everybody know that I was vigorously Uh, and slowly (laughs) nodding my head in the Western version of no, Uh, because it's, it's the VIG, right? It's the profit margin. It's the VIG. It incentivizes agents to sell you as the buyer on these expensive homes that have a crazy high amount tied to them that you don't get to know. It could be a home that's a little less expensive, but there's a huge bundle of cash there waiting for the real estate agent if they can sell you on that house. That's crazy to me. They need to pay $5 billion. <laughs> Wait, what do you think about $5.3 billion? Let's play Price is Right, Justice version. <laughs> Let's do it. Wait, wait, how much does the, what's the VIG that the, uh, the jury gets or the court system gets? Oh, I don't come know. On. The Supreme Court is totally for sale at this point. What? Oh. Uh, sorry. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I walked down the street for it. We, it's fine. Ad break, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Let's do an ad break. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. We have returned. We hope you had a good time selling, buying homes, trying <laughs> eye drops. Uh, <laughs> turning all of those giant buildings into houses. <laughs> and what we hope you can see clearly is a larger theme in this. Uh, land and use of land is important, which is part of the reason why people are uh, Twitterpated in a negative way about some news that recently came to the foreground, or to be completely clear, we should say accusations. Now, Matt, earlier, you and Noel and Doc Holliday and Michigan Troll and I, we, we, like the rest of the world, have never lived in the Middle East, have never lived in Israel, nor in the West Bank or Gaza, and we have been inundated just like if you don't live in the u.s what you need to know is the two pieces of news that are happening as we have recorded in this past week they are the ongoing the ongoing conflict war in the middle east and the death of a guy who was an actor in a 90s sitcom called friends and Yeah. yeah his name was matthew perry Yeah, the death of Matthew Perry has been really weird. It's freaking sad for him and his family and all the people that knew him and loved him and all the people that had that, the, I guess it's a parasocial relationship with, you know, somebody who's on television who we grew up with. You feel like you know that person. You feel like you're, oh God, friends with him. Sorry. Uh, It's just, it's true. It's like what you, it's actually what you feel like. Doc wants us to say on air that he was also, uh, he was also in addition to being Chandler being a friends, he was Benny in fallout new Vegas. I didn't even remember that doc. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back. Wow. Okay. And speaking of remembering, let's also remember that, uh, around the time that famous person died, several other people were dying across the world. And particularly in the Middle East, and maybe thousands. That's, maybe that's something the news wants uh, wants the world to gloss over, you know. And people were dying while Friends was a TV show, and this this brings us to this brings us to one of the the great conspiracies, which we're not gonna we don't have to spend too much time on it, but. We want to thank everybody who has written in, has taken the time to contact us regarding this. Uh, we are fully aware that 
people are searching for objectivity in a world uh, where social media is, as we predicted so long ago, increasingly weaponized. Social media is now inarguably another theater of war, which means that whenever any horrific thing occurs, there will instantly be narratives pushed toward you, upon you, wherever you go in the dopamine casino of online interaction. And with that, we will also see, um, I hate to say it, Matt, I don't want to sound too naive or Pollyanna, but I do believe the age of ubiquitous information, despite the fact that social media is weaponized, I do believe that it gives us as a civilization access to independent journalists, like conflict journalists, people not necessarily beholden to one state power or another, uh, folks that will be able to, often at great risk to their own lives, able to report things that should be known. And so what we wanted to give you toward the end here, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. It's a weird one. It's a little Twilight Zone. We want to give you this story that came from The Intercept quite recently as we record. Ken Klippenstein on October 27th uh, has, has introduced to the West something called Site 512. Site 512 is a U.S. base in the desert about 20 miles from Gaza. It is a U.S. facility, and of course, the United States and the nation of Israel work together closely, right? And the accusation is that this place was awarded a multi-million dollar contract to expand operations about two months before the terrorist group Hamas attacked the nation of Israel. And the thing is, this base, Site 512, apparently missed any signal from this attack uh, from Hamas because they were, quote, focused on Iran, focused on monitoring signals, you know, weapons, SIGINT, basically, from the nation of Iran, which, as we know, is famously not cool with the United States or Israel or Saudi Arabia for that matter. <laughs> and uh, this, this place is, this base, Site 512, per the Intercept article, is located on Mount Harkarin in the Negev Desert, which is not a super fun place to live. <laughs> and uh, It doesn't look very fun. I'm looking at the Google yeah. Maps. Yeah, uh, this specific mountain right now. Yeah, there's no um, Dave and Buster's for like <laughs> miles. Nah, <laughs> and, and the uh, the U.S. government insists that there are no current plans to send United States troops or armed forces to Israel uh, in the current conflict. However, the allegations are that there is not only a secret presence, but that it is growing. And this thing, honestly, this place, uh, in terms of the big Department of Defense kind of stuff, it's small beans, $35.8 million 
for a troop facility uh, is, I know it is life-changing money to most of the people who live in the United States. It is not life-changing money to the United States government. No, but it is money to expand pretty simple barracks, right? If that's what you're trying to build, just places for actual boots on the ground to live or to from which to be deployed, right? Mm. That's quite a bit of money for facilities if you're not running those facilities, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm imagining. The money that w- that it would take to build a some of the facilities without actually having to staff and run them. Yeah, that's the idea too. And it's tough with the U.S. military at this point. Uh, the U.S. military acting abroad is usually going to, we call it proxies when other countries do it. We call them contractors when the U.S. does it, which I know is maybe a hot take, but shout out Halliburton, shout out XE or, or Academi or whatever they're calling themselves this week. The The issue here is that this knowledge, this admission or allegation of an American military base on Israeli soil, it's a huge deal for people who already suspect some sort of conspiratorial thing. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of what flavor, genre of conspiracy people may be subscribing to or maybe hatching, something like this will present as a smoking gun to people with confirmation bias, which makes it a bit dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's definitely dangerous. This Intercept article is fantastic, Ben. Uh, thank you for pointing it out. We didn't write it. Oh, I know. It's just really good, and I wouldn't have known about it. Uh, the way I found this, and credit again to, oh, I should mention both authors, Ken Klippenstein and Daniel Boguslaw. Uh, these guys, I found out about their work through a paper published in Turkey, and this report has already gone across Middle Eastern news. I learned about it personally uh, from a buddy of mine, a former Marine friend of mine named Coach. We'll call him Coach. So shout out Coach. Coach, you sent me this and you said, oh, here we go. And at first I thought it was maybe smoke and fire and propaganda. Again, I thought maybe No offense, coach. I thought maybe social media had been weaponized against you, but this looks legit. It does look as though there is, it looks as though there is some sand in the Negev desert when we're talking about Site 512. Uh, And what does this mean? What does this tell us uh, as members or citizens or residents of the United States? That remains to be seen. Uh, And we would love to hear your thoughts on this. Again, we are saying these are allegations. The U.S. government has maintained that there is no offensive base of any sort. The big bright line is deployment of U.S. troops. And they're saying that's not happening. So the United States clearly has bases, operations, situations all across the globe. However, the big question is, 
whether there are active troops being deployed in Israel, in the Middle East, in Gaza, in the West Bank, anything like that. That would be a bright line to cross. My God, hopefully we don't see that. And as this situation escalates, as this war, which is a very old war, to be honest, continues, uh, we ask you to look back, folks, with us at our previous episode on what defines genocide. We promised you that we would not end on a complete downer note. Uh, we, <laughs> speaking of notes, uh, we do have uh, we do have a another continuing fascination, uh, <laughs> which is entirely unrelated. This is the worst segue ever. Uh, we, <laughs> no, it's we, not. This is perfect, do, Ben. Uh, Matt, I feel this like you're is perfect. All right, we love a psyop, and I think years ago we were both both of us uh, were amazed. We didn't believe it at first. I think that music could be used as a tool of torture as a tool of hypnosis, but looking back, it all makes sense. Oh yeah, dude. Well, this story is about how music can be used as a tool for joy for some people and horrific annoyance to other people. And it can happen simultaneously. I'm going to read directly from one of these articles. It's from the guardian written by Serena Solomon on October 23rd, 2023. Here is the title. Siren Kings, New Zealand city plagued by Celine Dion speaker battles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so delicious, Serena. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole title. That's the whole headline, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yes, that's so, so uh, delicious, Serena. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay, uh, here it goes. A small city in New Zealand plagued by, quote, siren battles. Cars decked out in loudspeakers commonly used in emergency warning systems and often blaring Celine Dion hits is calling on authorities. This is she's referring to the small town, small city is calling on authorities to step in and end the noise. The battles are part of a New Zealand subculture where music enthusiasts mm -hmm. love how she calls them music enthusiasts mm -hmm. cover their cars in up to dozens of industrial speakers and or sirens. Also, she calls them loud hailers, but it's like a, a megaphone. Oh, like, like the actual speaker for a megaphone. Um, and then they compete to see who has the loudest and clearest sounds. Oh, so no, like, this is your captain. No, none of that. And also their base is not even a thing in these siren battles. It is all about the treble. It's all about the travel. <laughs> and um, this is one of the coolest music subcultures I've ever heard of. And it is simultaneously activating Old Man Frederick, which says, don't you dare play loud music while I'm trying to get my son to sleep or if I'm trying to be up in the morning. <laughs> Wait, wait, guys, don't wake old man Frederick. And don't, don't, you don't want to. Is it past 7 p.m.? 
Old Why Man Frederick's listening? got a hammer in his desk and he's he aims to use it. <laughs> if he can find you <laughs> if he doesn't use the eye drop. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh but this is this is really interesting. So it's a music mm. subculture um that exists out there in crews. Think dance crew. This is this is the way I'm think about it in my head. I think about a so a music subculture or arts culture like dance crews. They get together, they support each other, they work on, you know, routines on specific songs and then they go out and they perform often competitively with other crews that are doing the same thing. That's what's happening in several places, specifically in Auckland, New Zealand, and in this uh small city called Porirua. I think that's how you would say it. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Pori Rua. Let's spell it P-O-R-I-R-U-A. Yes, that is correct. Um, and there is a fantastic video that I would recommend everybody watch. It's from R-E News, like R-E colon News. It was put out back in 2021. The title is Auckland's Underground Street Music Scene, Cars, Loudspeakers, and Late Night Sound Battles. It gives you a fascinating look at the actual culture and some of the individuals who are participating in this stuff, these siren battles, because there is such a love for music that goes into this thing. There's such a hobbyist mentality when it comes to kitting out cars and bikes, not like a motorcycle, but like an actual, you know, bicycle to be able to compete in these battles. So like figuring out the wiring on your own, figuring out how to apply the amplifier to your bike to get enough sound to the, you know, two to five giant speakers that you've welded onto your bike frame to then go up there, meet with a whole bunch of other people in a parking lot at like midnight and then compete and see who's got the loudest, clearest sounds. And guys, there's a title. Mm. If you win, if you are the the winner of all the battles, mm-hmm. you become Siren King. That's kind of dope. <laughs> That's super dope. It's amazing. <laughs> kind of stinks that it's only a Siren King, though. I don't know. Feel like you can make some room. There's probably I don't know. Right, Siren, Siren Queen, Siren Empress, Siren Empress. Whatever. Also, Siren, the, just the etymology, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. It's a little weird, but it's also cool. Um, th- and it works, to me, it works like a rap battle where you kind of go round, you go a couple rounds before you mm. decide who the winner is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, Siren Monarch, that's a, that's mm. a gender neutral one. Right. I like it. Siren King, though, is, I don't know, something about Siren Suzerain for the etymology, or sorry, for the alliteration. Siren Suzerain. Too fancy. Too fancy. Too fancy, bro. (laughs) Made it nerdy. Made it nerdy. Um, But but listen to this. Battles are fought in two or three rounds. You, what you do is you set up next to each other in a parking lot somewhere. You play a song for a couple of seconds, like just a tiny snippet of a song. Then your opponent plays a tiny snippet and judges stand like pretty far away and listen to the music. They judge it on its loudness and its clarity. And then each round is, you know, given to one, whoever won that round. And then you are the winner of that battle. And then you basically battle, battle, your way up until you fight the king 
like in, well, I don't know, one of these fighting games that we've all grown up playing. The final boss, right? Yeah. You, you get to M. Bison, yeah. right? Okay. And then if you win, you become Siren King. It's super crazy cool. But it's also happening at all times of the night in this small city. And people are super fed up. They've they've been petitioning the local council, uh, specifically people who pay taxes or they, I think they call them rate payers in New Zealand. Um, they're saying, you know, rates are really high here. We're paying a lot of money and we literally can't sleep because of the amount of siren battling that's happening. Celine Dion's heart is going on and on and on. And I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I can see the two sides because everybody who's participating in it, they're mm. saying not everybody, but there are a few, uh, select few people who have been speaking out for years about this saying, Hey, these activities are preventing us and all of my, you know, people who I consider my, my brothers in this from doing things like going out to and doing nightclub stuff all the time, uh, selling drugs, getting involved in gangs, fighting and all this stuff. This is keeping me occupied who doesn't have a lot to do, especially um, younger men who are either unemployed or like part-time employed. Mm. The time that they would spend doing other things, they do they spend on this hobby and doing this stuff. And they feel a camarader camaraderie and brotherhood within the organizations they create, their crews, that is actually really healthy and helpful. And what they want is a specific siren battle stadium or you know a place a designated place to go and have siren battles to where they're not uh having to fight police basically or or contend with being you know fined or arrested or whatever because it is kind of against ordinances but is the um not quite illegality is the sort of insouciance of it not part of the appeal like the 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 too cool for school is that not part of the appeal? Like underground racing, uh, you See, could I, you could totally go outside of a city area, yeah, and and race uh, race to one's heart's content. Uh, you could also absolutely, for instance, uh, and I will point this out: you could absolutely uh, go and have a cipher, not on a public train. Yeah, uh, like like at a venue, they're asking a fair question, but I'm also asking: is part of the appeal sort of the subversion of social norms? I think you're probably right, but I I don't know. I'm I'm only going off of what I've been reading here in in the reporting, but it seems as though maybe it started with a back in I think it was the early 2000s when it started in Auckland when it was like, hey. I'm kind of boasting, right? By kidding out my car in this way and being super loud when I roll through perhaps your neighborhood person that I don't like kind of thing. Um, uh, I can imagine that occurring. I don't know that for sure, but it does feel now like there could be space for it to be a thing, albeit a probably kind of annoying thing. If it really is that much Celine Dion, I really, she has a great voice, but I don't think I could stand that much Celine Dion. Well, uh, there, there's a, there's a tale in that, which may be a tale for another evening, right? Because we started talking about psyop songs, and here we are uh, wandering several paths. Because uh, we know, uh, okay, 
anybody who has had to work at a retail job, for instance, wherein you don't get to drive the playlist, we can all understand how after a certain amount of time, hearing the same songs again can feel somewhat torturous. Uh, I believe it was uh, the Barney song because of the grating sound of children. Uh, I believe that was uh, a used in PSYOPs. Um, Cars for Kids, that jingle, very popular in the United States. Right, right. Matt's shaking his head, folks. That is uh, a legendary, notorious earworm here. And when these songs, like Celine Dion is a industry-created musician, a star by any means, and, and quite accomplished in, uh, in her abilities, right? Uh, sings very well, has a beautiful voice, also has a team of people writing those songs purposely to create earworms, right? So having that applied to your cognition repeatedly that's worse than just having loud songs till 2 a.m. The same loud yeah. song, that's kind of wild. Forgive me here, but I think you're still thinking about a Celine Dion song played through a nice set of speakers. This is Celine <laughs> Dion right, right. playing yeah. Yeah, yeah. through correct, correct. horns, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. The reason why she's chosen is because she's got mostly treble and higher mids going right, on. Right, I get it. I get it. It's it's <laughs> so it's my heart will go on as angry hostage negotiator in a but, heist. Yeah, exactly. But then echoing across the entirety of a city, <laughs> it's a lot. She's got pipes. The United States is also eternally unprepared for the rise of that Mariah Carey Christmas song. Oh God. Uh, it's it's on the way. It's coming. <laughs> uh, and so with that, <laughs> with that, Oh gosh, if you're outside of the U S uh, we wish you the best on that one. And you're so lucky that you don't have to hear it. The other one's playing in my head right now, just cause you said her name and that uh, word. I know man, but she's also a phenomenal Look, all right, so this is strange news. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. We appreciate uh, we appreciate everyone who has taken the time to be part of the show. As we said, our compatriot, Noel Brown, is on adventures, will be returning soon. Matt, I would like to give a very special shout-out to our own uh, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson, for putting up with our shenanigans in in this strange news in particular no i agree uh she's really stuck through it after all those spa treatments she's i think she's gonna be okay <laughs> wow wow just playing, I just, well. I just oh god to, we got a text to, on that one that's what i was trying to get <laughs> oh dude of course thank you alexis uh hey thanks for putting up with us too do you want to i don't know give us your two cents why not connect with us on social media? You can find us all over the place. One of the primary places you should check out is our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. Again, youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. It's that easy. Go check it out. Our shorts go up there. Uh, these episodes go up there as well. You'll find really everything you need to have a great little YouTube experience. You can also find us on Instagram where we're conspiracy stuff show on X where we are conspiracy stuff. And what's the other one? 
TikTok. Do we still promote that? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Uh, if you are in a uh, country that allows you to access social media, <laughs> please check that out. If you are not in a country that allows you to access those various brands of social media, if you don't sip the social meads yourself, have no fear. Dear conspiracy realists, you can always contact us via telephonic device, the number. 1-833-STDWYTK. You'll hear a voice, you'll hear a beep. After that beep, you got three minutes. Go wild. Give yourself a nickname. Tell us what's on your mind. Most importantly, do not censor yourself. Let us know if we can use your name and or voice on the air. And if you have more to say that will fit in three minutes, if you have ancillary links, if you have photographs, if you have stuff that will lead us to the edge of the rabbit hole, please do send it and we'll do the rest. All you have to do is drop us a line at our good old fashioned email address. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.